the red nosed reindeer. Reindeer! Had a very shiny nose. Like a light bulb. And if you ever saw this, saw it, you would even say it goes like a flashlight. All of the other reindeer, reindeer, used to laugh and call him names. Like Pinocchio. They never left for Rudolph. Rudolph. Playing any reindeer games. Like Monopoly. Hey, Mom, what's the plan for Thanksgiving this year? Well, the family's all coming, and I'm going to be cooking. We're going to have turkey and dressing and uh, mashed potatoes and homemade noodles. And But I don't think I'm going to make any desserts or pies. Uh, well, that's perfect, because on November 24th, our church is having a pie auction, and all the proceeds are going to go to the missions of the church. Oh, that's nice. And I heard that there's a lady in the church that makes a really good gooseberry pie. Oh, that's my favorite. By the way, can I borrow some money? As usual. <laughs> Good morning. I am told that the, uh, that the bidding on the gooseberry pies is over. Sorry. Oh, wait, maybe, maybe not. Um, as I understand it, the bidding's going to be open for about 20 minutes after worship. So um, don't worry. If you wanted the gooseberry pies, you can go above what I bid. But be careful. <laughs> yes? Um, and remember, no fighting or shoving or pushing. Right? Um, it, it's just, what a wonderful way to um, have fun and celebrate and raise money for uh, the Martha Circle. So if you don't know, there are a silent auction going on in the back of the, uh, of the, of the worship service or the um, worship space. Um, so I'll be watching to see who gets up and walks back in the middle of worship. <laughs> it is awesome to be in the house of the Lord, isn't it? Is it not wonderful to gather together um, to celebrate, um, to see each other, and to be reminded of God's goodness? As we gather this morning, um, may we um, expect and anticipate uh, the presence of Christ uh, to touch us in the deepest depths of our being uh, so that we might continue to be shaped and formed into the people who God intends us to be. And so let us stand and um, as the acolytes bring in the light and we are reminded of Christ's presence with us.
Gracious God, we just thank you for this time in which we gather in this space. We thank you for your presence among us. On this day, may you um, remind us of your goodness. May we um, look and see where you have been at work this week. As we gather in this space, may you open up our hearts, our minds, and the very depths of our soul that we might experience your spirit afresh and anew as we gather together. In Christ's name, amen. And now remain standing as we sing, uh, we gather together. may be seated. Can we do something a little different this morning before we do the prayer? Would that be okay? Yeah? Um, Can you all just shout out something that you're thankful for this day? Home, family, friends? Good health? Church? The pastor? Oh, that's a good thing to be... You all are thankful for that, right? That's it. I'll turn around, then you can go, oh my goodness. Um, I saw you guys back here. Other things you're thankful for? What was that? Gooseberry pie. (laughs) Martha Circle's going to be really happy that they made those. Freedom? What's that? Oh, Thankful for our spouses and companions, so thank you. All right. We do have much to be thankful for, don't we? Um, No matter how difficult life might be, there are always those things that we um, can look to and be thankful for. Most of all, we can be thankful uh, for a God 
who um, is still at work in the world, bringing about his good purposes and working through people like you and I. Let us go to the Lord in prayer this day. Gracious God, indeed, we enter this place with thanksgiving and praise. Uh, because as we, as we enter here, we are reminded of your goodness and your graciousness. We are reminded of your promise that you will be with us until the end of life and into the ends of the world. We give thanksgiving for those places where we have seen you at work, where we have experienced your blessing, where we have uh, been given the opportunity to share blessing with others, where we have been given the opportunity to feed the hungry and to clothe and to visit and to simply... Be a good neighbor. We give thanksgiving for all of those opportunities in which you place in front of us. And so on this Thanksgiving day, we also gather, Lord, to, to just ask for your forgiveness for those times when we have failed to do that for which you have called us, where we um, have uh, not uh, met the needs that you placed in front of us, where we have not taken advantage of those opportunities we just ask, Lord, that, um, that as you forgive us, that by your Holy Spirit, you would empower us to be ever aware of your presence and ever aware of the people who you place in front of us um, so that we might make a difference in their lives. On this day, we pray with all of the church that um, indeed your spirit would be at work in your people that that Spirit might move us with compassion to meet the needs of those who are hurting, to fight for those who are experiencing injustice, to continue to share the good news that in Jesus you came to set us free so that indeed we might be the people that you intended us to be so that all the world might experience the blessings that you intended. And so let us join our voices together in the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let's all stand as we sing about our thanks of God's grace.
justifies me so that I am yours. Grace upon grace rising into an overflow of praise to bring glory to you. Forever and ever my soul will sing to the Lord of all lords and the King of all Thank you, Lord, for presence in me, a work of love for my sanctity. Thank you, Lord, for making me new and guiding my heart to be pure and true. Grace upon grace, rising into an overflow of praise to bring glory to you. Forever and ever my soul will sing to the Lord of all lords and the King of all kings. Grace upon grace rising into an overflow of praise to bring glory to you. Forever and ever my soul Lord of all lords and the King of all kings. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole. Thank you, Lord, for giving to me thy great salvation so rich and free. upon grace rising into an overflow of praise to bring glory to you forever and ever my soul will sing to the Lord of all lords and the King of all kings grace upon grace rising into an overflow of praise to bring glory to grace that never ends, the kindness, the love, the constant working within our lives, we thank you. Even the conviction, the rebuking that keeps us pure and true, we thank you for that as well. God, you are an amazing God. And while we are so thankful for all the things we have within this life, most of all, we are thankful for what we have beyond this life. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, and your work to get us there. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now I invite you to turn to, as the children come forward, you ought to turn somebody around you and say, I'm thankful that you're here. Thank you.
All righty. Wow. Are you all excited to be here? Yes. You know, um, I, one of my favorite, can I read one of my favorite Psalms? You, no, 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 don't do that. Since you're five, what? That's okay. Since you're five, what? It's okay, Penelope. Yeah, since you're five, what? Wow, you get to help your mom and dad now that you're five? Whoa, that is so cool. I hope when you're 15, you're still saying, I get to help my mom and dad. <laughs> yes, sir. Huh? Can I read one of my favorite Psalms? Is that okay? That's okay? Good. Psalm 100. I bet you probably heard this. Shout triumphantly to the Lord all the earth. Serve the Lord with celebration. Come before him with shouts of joy. You all know how to do that, don't you? Yeah, you are pretty good of, of, of uh, shouts of joy. Know that the Lord is God. He has made us and that we belong to him. We are his people, the sheep of his own pasture. In other words, we are his children. Enter his gates with thanks. Enter his courtyards with praise. Thank him. Bless his name because the Lord is good. His loyal love lasts forever. His faithfulness lasts generation after generation. Now that's something to celebrate, isn't it? Yes? I hope you all are, you know, I love. Did you notice how they came running up here, dancing, skipping? That's how you all ought to enter worship every Sunday. You do it. Oh, yeah. Don't you think it'd be cool? Don't you think it'd be cool if everybody came into the church on Sunday skipping and dancing? Now, now, some of you, it's okay if you don't do that. It might be dangerous. But what's that? Why? Because you're super fast. And you might be a little younger than me. That might help you too. Yes? But isn't it, isn't it, I hope you all, when you come to church, you're excited about being here. I know when I see the kids on Wednesday night, um, it's always good for me to show up and see you. They put you asleep. Do I put you asleep too? No. Whew. Thank goodness. But it's good to be here on Wednesday night. How many of you are here on Wednesday nights? Raise your hands. Isn't it awesome to see the joy and the happiness that the kids have? You know, as I read this psalm, I think that's what God calls all of us to do when we enter into um, this worship space. He, he, he wants us to be reminded that when we gather here, we're coming to celebrate God's goodness and His graciousness. Even when things maybe aren't going so well out there in the world, this is a place that we can come together and we can celebrate and be thankful for God's goodness, right? And we can share God's goodness with others. So 
Um, so I, you, I have a chore for you all, okay? I want you to teach the rest of the congregation how to skip and come into worship shouting and screaming, hallelujah, it's great to be here. Even on days when we don't have pie. Okay? Does that work? So I'm going to pray, and then you all, when you leave, are going to skip and dance and, and shout for joy. Is that okay? Can you do that? And what? Well, don't go too fast, okay? Because I want to see you. If you go too fast, I won't be able to see you. Okay? Okay. Let's pray. Gracious God, we, we indeed thank you for your presence among us. We thank you for the joy of these kids, um, and, and we, thanks, uh, we, we give thanksgiving for the joy that they uh, bring into our lives simply for being themselves, simply for being children who enjoy life and, and remind us of what it looks like to live life in abandon and trusting somebody other than ourselves. Gracious God. Pour out your gift upon us and upon uh, these children uh, that they may know that you are with them always and forever. Amen. All right. Stand up. All right. Can you, can you shout with joy as you head back to your parents? Come on. You can do this. Yay. Come on. Here we go. It's like, I cannot believe the pastor is encouraging. Now it's your turn.
I just got to be patient. There we go. You know, Thanksgiving has always been um, one of my most favorite holidays. I don't know about you all. Uh, it's one that gets lost often um, in Christmas, uh, especially these days. But um, it has always been um, one of the most joyful times that I've experienced. Um, but you know, I have to admit that um, in the last five to ten years, uh, being thankful on Thanksgiving has gotten a little bit harder. Um, you know, it used to be really easy to be thankful on Thanksgiving. Um, it, it always, for us, was a time for family to gather. When I was a younger kid, uh, my grandmother, my aunts, my uncles, we'd all gather together at Grandma's house and have all the fixings. yes? Uh, cranberry relish and, and dressing with and without oysters and with and without nuts and uh, turkey and uh, sweet potatoes and you name it, we had it. And then we'd sit down about one o'clock and we'd eat until about seven or eight at night or um, at least graze until then, right? And, and even, um, oh, probably about, about 20 years ago, one of my cousins so missed those gatherings that uh, she began to host Thanksgiving at her house. And, um, and, and we would always make it a point to go back to Poplar Bluff on Thanksgiving and um, be with aunts and uncles and cousins and listen to the stories that we told year after year. Uh, but of course, they got bigger and bigger and bigger, yes, um, and enjoyed those times together. Uh, but probably about 10 years ago, we stopped doing that. Because you see, my aunts and uncles, who uh, some lived in Michigan and some in Florida and some in Pennsylvania, it became harder and harder for them uh, to simply travel back to southeast Missouri. And then five or six years ago, maybe even a little bit longer than that, uh, my aunts and uncles, they started dying. And not only were they not able to come, um, we weren't able to talk with them anymore. A couple of years ago, my uh, stepdad died in September, and uh, his birthday is in November. A and that was a difficult Thanksgiving uh, because it was uh, the first uh, Thanksgiving that I had experienced without his presence. And, and this year, um, we have lost Deb's dad. And again, we'll be experiencing Thanksgiving without another family member. Even over the last four or five years, as, as Deb's dad lived with us and we watched his disease progress, Thanksgiving and offering thanks became a little bit more difficult. Maybe that's why I am drawn to this scripture uh, from Mark chapter 5. It's a strange Thanksgiving um, passage, let me tell you. Uh, but I invite you to hear these words from Mark chapter 5. Beginning in verse 1. Jesus and his disciples, they came to the other side of the lake, to the region 
of Gerasenes. As soon as Jesus got out of the boat, a man possessed by an evil spirit came out of the tombs. This man lived among the tombs. No one was ever strong enough to restrain him, even with a chain. He had been secured many times with leg irons and chains, but he broke the chains and smashed the leg irons. No one was tough enough to control him. Night and day in the tombs and the, he- the hills, he would howl and cut himself with stones. Get the picture of just how wild and crazy this demon-possessed man was. When Jesus saw him from afar, he ran up, he knelt before him, shouting, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? Swear to God that you won't torture me. He said this because Jesus had already commanded him, the unclean spirit, come out of the man. And Jesus said to him, What is your name? And he responded, Legion is my name, because we are many. They pleaded with Jesus not to send them out of that region. And so there was a large herd of pigs that was feeding on the hillside. Send us into the pigs, they begged. Let us go into the pigs. Jesus gave them permission, so the unclean spirits left the man. They went into the pigs. And then the herd of about 2,000 pigs rushed down the cliff into the lake and drowned. Those who tended the pigs, they ran away, and they told the story in the city and in the countryside. And people came to see what had happened. They came to Jesus, and they saw the man who used to be demon-possessed. They saw the very man who had been filled with many demons sitting there fully dressed and completely sane, and they were filled with awe. But those who had actually seen what had happened to the demon-possessed man, they told, they told the others about the pigs. And then all the people pleaded with Jesus to leave that region. Now the story goes on. You're familiar with the story. It goes on. It talks about the demon-possessed man wanting to go with Jesus and Jesus telling him to stay and we're told that he goes and he shares his story. I purposely stop here because you see, I think it's easy for us to place ourselves in the shoes of the demon-possessed man. Uh, But I find myself more and more as I read this story these days, putting myself in the shoes of the person who owned the pigs. Can you do that? I mean, many of you are farmers. You shouldn't have too hard doing that, right? Um, Can you put yourselves in the shoes of the one who owns the pigs? He witnesses this great act. He goes and he tells other people. They come and they see uh, this demon-possessed man who is now calm and sane, uh, sitting there and obviously completely changed. And they are in awe. They They are probably wondering what magnificent thing this is. And then the man who owns the pigs says... But what about the pigs? My pigs! 
The ones that ran over the cliff and are gone. What about how can you be happy and joy? My pigs are dead. He shifts the focus away from the demon possessed to his pigs. And what happens to the crowds? Boy, the crowds are fickle in the Bible, aren't they? They're in awe of Jesus until attention is drawn to the pigs. And then what do they say? Oh my goodness, Jesus has got to go. My pigs might be the next ones to go over the cliff. I read this and I think of this passage because I am reminded that our response to things happening in the world really does depend on where we place our focus. Doesn't it? It depends on whether our focus is on the pigs, my pigs, or whether the focus is on the demon-possessed man. Isn't it so easy for us to focus on what we have lost? So easy for us to to focus on what we have lost, to focus on what we need or wish we had or what we want or lack. It is so easy for us to focus on our own difficulties and our hurt and our pain. It's also easy for us Um, as communities and as a nation, uh, to become so self-referenced that we look at our community and our world and what's going on and we can see all that is wrong. All that is broken. And we can wonder, why even talk about Thanksgiving, when all of this bad is going on in the world. And what happens to us when we focus on the bad things that are happening in our lives? We become overwhelmed and we even become bitter if it becomes the entire focus of our lives. But when we take time to reflect, we can also see God's goodness, can't we? Thanksgiving could be this time in which we lament all the people that we used to have, all of the family members that I used to gather with. It could be a time to lament that that no longer um, do we gather as a family and, and enjoy telling those stories. Or it can be a time when even as I miss those who are no longer here, that I remember. I remember their lives. Maybe even I tell Deb some of the stories that they tell and make them even bigger than they used to make them. Yeah, that's really fun. A time to remember how they have blessed my life and shaped my life. You see the difference? That it makes depending on where we choose to focus. 
every moment, have you ever thought about this? I, th- I think about this more and more. At every moment in life, there is something bad that is happening. Probably to somebody I know, even maybe within me that I don't know, there is something bad that is going on everywhere in the world at every moment, yes? How come it's so easy for us to focus on those things? Because you know another truth? At every moment in my life, there is something good going on. Even if it's not happening to me, there is something good happening to other people and people I know. And even when I don't think anything good is happening for me, I believe that good things are happening within me because of the Spirit. Yes? I mean, is that not true? At this very moment, there are good things and bad things going on in the world. And we can choose where to place our focus. See, this is what I've learned about Thanksgiving. And even though being thankful takes a little bit more work and a little bit more intentionality, the thankfulness that I experience on Thanksgiving is deeper than the thanks that I experienced 20 years ago. Because it was easy to be thankful when I could gather as family. It takes a little bit more to be thankful when, those, when that family can no longer gather around me. And I can choose to focus on the good things that God has done and God is doing. You see, being thankful is not just about what's happening to me or to you in this moment or in the moments to come or in this week or in this holiday. Being thankful is about where we choose to place our focus. Where we take focus on all the evil in the world and all the bad, even the bad that has happened to us, Or will we choose to look and acknowledge that God is at work? And even if your Thanksgiving may be like mine, a Thanksgiving which will probably uh, cause tears to come to my eyes, at the same time as I remember all the blessings that I have received and experienced, we can choose to be thankful Now, I need that reminder because, you know, sometimes as pastors, uh, and maybe this was my nature even before I was a pastor, I kind of look at the world um, and I'm always wanting to improve the world. And so I can always see what needs to be done, what could be fixed, what could be done better. And and so sometimes I I worry that in the church, um, when, um, when I challenge us as a congregation to do more, that we fail to stop and celebrate all the good that is and continues to go on. Do you hear me? 
And so it's not that we just gloss over the bad that's going on in the world, uh, but we allow um, the knowledge that God is at work to shape us and to form us and to encourage us, and then we offer ourselves to God in hopes that He will use us and work through us to make a difference in the lives of other people so that they might experience blessings, to reach into those broken places and heal people. There is much to be thankful for. There is much that we could yet do as a congregation, yes? But you know what? Humor me for a little bit. Would um, all the folks who help on Wednesday night stand up? Um, anybody who works in the nursery, stand up. Probably the same people. Oh, there's a few more. Anybody who folds the newsletters, stand up. I don't know if they're here today or not. Anybody who helped at Festival of Sharing? No, stay standing, please. Can you do that? If, if you need to sit down, that's okay. Festival of Sharing. Anybody? Um, activity and Festival of Sharing. Uh, oh, the folks who do the memorial um, dinners, stand up. Come on. Uh, people who uh, get, put things in the blessing box or bring things in for the blessing box, stand up. Those who uh, help at the food pantry or give to the food pantry, stand up. If you're a greeter or an usher, stand up. If you help with security, stand up. If you work in the sound booth and do AV and help with that, stand up. If you participate in youth ministry, stand up. If you're a Stephen minister, if you've been on a mission team, if you uh, prepare coffee, if you're on the prayer team, stand up. If you pray for the church, oh wait, if you're in the choir, stand up. <laughs> if you pray and you give and you serve at the church, Stand up. There is much. If you're here today, stand up. <laughs> you know, you know, I, I, I don't want to leave, but I, there is a lot. There is a lot of ministry that this church does. Yes, there is much more that we can do, but we can't do it all. But we we do need to take time to celebrate, to celebrate the ministries that we currently do. You see, this Thanksgiving, when I might be feeling a little blue because family's not around me, I'll remember your faces. I'll remember the good that you bring into Cameron and this world. And I will celebrate. And I will choose to be thankful. Find my Bible. I'm going to read from Psalm 100 again while you all stand. Is that okay? Shout triumphantly to the Lord all the earth. 
Serve the Lord with celebration. Come before Him with shouts of joy. Know that the Lord is God. He made us and we belong to Him. We are His people, the sheep of His own pasture. Enter His gates with thanks and enter His courtyards with praise. Thank Him and bless His name. That is a choice that we can make this day and every day and every day of worship because the Lord is good. Do you believe that? The Lord is good. His loyal love lasts forever. And His faithfulness lasts generation after generation. Don't believe it because I say so. Believe it because people long ago who worship God said it. Believe it because people today experience it and we experience it. God is good. His love lasts forever. And His faithfulness goes from generation to generation. Even if the world is falling apart around me, I will grab a hold of that And I will choose to offer thanks and praise to the good God who created us and shapes us and forms us. Amen? Amen. Can you shout with joy? I'm not asking you to run and jump and skip. If the ushers will come forward, you all may be seated. As the ushers come forward, I um, encourage you to fill out your estimate of giving. Um, please, please do that. That is important for, uh, for you to do so that we have an estimate uh, of what we can anticipate in contributions this year. So I invite you to fill that out and drop that in. I also want to remind you, well, looky there. All right. Are you an usher today? Are you going to help? Good deal. All right. Good man. Um, where was I? Oh, next week. Um, next week after worship, um, I'm going to invite you all to stay, and I'm going to give an update on ministries and finances of the church, so put that on your calendar. Uh, but for now, you're invited to give of your tithes, of your gifts, of your very selves as an offering of thanksgiving and praise to the God who has been so good and has blessed us so much.
this side, you get that side, okay? Indeed, gracious God, we give praise to your spirit, which has inspired the gift and the giver. We give praise to your spirit, which enables us to put all of our resources to work for your kingdom work. So that those who are broken might be healed. So that those who are in despair might know hope. And so that those who think there's nothing to live for might have faith in you. For those who experience hate, they might know love. Gracious God, pour out your spirit upon the gift and the giver that your kingdom work might be done here on earth. In Christ's name, amen. Now remain standing as we join our voices together and sing, let all things now living. Let us go forth from here this day and to choose to be a thankful people because we are reminded of God's goodness, of His steadfast love, and His unending faithfulness. Go in the name of the Father and of the Son 
and of the Holy Spirit with praise and thanksgiving because of our God and the world's God. Amen.